everyone, this is Izzy, the founder of the blog and YouTube channel, A Girl's Two Sound Sense. You are currently listening to Sounding Out, the podcast where I speak to friends, from musicians to producers to zine makers and promoters, about their experiences as women and queer femme people in the music industry. As always, please don't forget to give the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It would be super helpful to help more people hear the podcast, and it will also get me recommended on streaming platforms. Today, I sit down for a lovely conversation with bi-coastal duo Sub-T. Sub-T is a band that was born in the mosh pit. Band leader Jade Alcantara and Grace Bennett would have frequent synchronistic run-ins at shows and instantly became fast friends. So despite living on opposite sides of the globe, Jade in California and Grace in Brooklyn, they weren't going to let that stop them from pursuing their musical talents together. Sub-T's debut EP, So Green, was produced by Alicia Bognano from Bully, and these four songs tackle relationship naivete and childhood vulnerability in a fresh and fuzzy and relentless rock sound that is simultaneously contagious, lighthearted, heartbreaking, and all around just joyously fun. We chat about how they made the transitional leap from music fan to musician, the importance of cherishing your friendships with your fellow bandmates, and passing through the ominous town of Kozad, Nebraska on a cross-country trip and writing a song about it. You'll also get to hear our hilarious attempt at a knockoff Genius Verified interview, so you'll definitely want to listen all the way through for that. I also have to apologize in advance for the audio in this episode. It is a bit choppy, but luckily the interview was salvageable. So I hope you all still enjoy the conversation as much as I did. But before we get into this episode, I would like to remind my listeners that I am paying for the podcast out of pocket. So if you would like to help me make more episodes and maybe help buy me a coffee, then head on over to my Patreon for unedited episodes of the podcast and more chill conversations with guests outside of the interview process. Those who join my Patreon will get access to patron-only video essays and exclusive voting power for future artists that I cover on my YouTube channel as well. So head on over to patreon.com slash girls2soundsense, that's girl with three R's, to subscribe, And without further ado, let's get right into this episode. How are you guys doing today? Do you want to start out by introducing yourselves and what you do in the band? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, So I'm Jade and, um, you know, Grace and I are sub T. Um, We both sing and play guitar. Um, Spoiler alert for Grace's introduction. Um, and we write all our songs together. Um, and that's me. I currently live in Oakland. Yes. Hello, I'm Grace. I'm coming at you from Brooklyn. I'm the other half of Sub T. I also play guitar and sing. And like Jade said, we write all our songs together. And since the last time we chatted, I have had um, the EP like constantly on a loop. It's really, it's really great stuff. I guess, um, what has the response been like for a first project? Um, it's good. Like, we didn't really know what to expect, um, just because we did do it kind of, like, all on our own. Um, 
And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to kind of get things out there and it's really hard to predict how people are going to react to it. Um, but I think that, you know, these four songs are just really the beginning of everything. And we're um, having a lot of fun, like playing shows with these new songs. And also just, um, I feel like slowly gaining new listeners um, and hearing from people that they really like it and understand our influences and stuff has been really cool. Yeah. I think like um, at this point, the reception was mostly just going to be from like people we already know and love who like are, you know, I, I wouldn't expect them to lie to us about <laughs> liking our music, but it is nice that people that we're closest with and really love also love it. And so just like to have them uh, in the first place, really like it and listen to it a lot was also just was, has been really great. How have the shows that you've played so far um, been since the release? Well, our first show was only two days after our EP came out. Um, so that was like, a, that was a pretty crazy weekend. Um, our EP came out on Friday and we opened for Ben Steller in, in Brooklyn on Sunday. So for show. Um, and it was like the best night of my little life um was shockingly not nervous at all way way more horrified the second time around um but yeah it was it was like a massive party celebration um yeah I'm addicted I got hooked yeah it was it was so fun I definitely think like if I could relive any night it would be that one I think like you really have no idea what it's going to feel like out there. Um, it goes by in seconds and it's just like an adrenaline rush. But yeah, we always knew we were going to be obsessed with playing shows and we were hoping that we were going to be good at it. Um, I think we're definitely enjoying it and like being entertainers and then like a lot more skill will come with time on like the technical aspect of it, but it's been so fun. And like the crowds are always going crazy for us. And it's like, wow. <laughs> no, that sounds, that sounds funny, but it's like, I don't know, like you, I guess the scariest thing is not necessarily there'll be like a ton of people there or that, you know, you sell out of show, but mostly just that the people are there like having a good time. And I think that that's been like the one thing that we've been able to count on. Yeah, and that show with uh, Ben Steller was at Elsewhere, right? Yes. And yeah, so Grace, like you're in New York. I imagine you've been to Elsewhere multiple times to go to shows. So, um, and I know you guys started out as music fans before you um, decided to take the plunge and start a band. But what was it? What was it like to actually like be on the other side of that? Like actually playing to an audience? Yeah, it was pretty insane. Like I, I had just been to elsewhere like a week before to see a show the week before we played. Um, but it's one of my favorite venues in Brooklyn. It's really, really, really cool there. Um, honestly, maybe controversial. It's just as fun to be on the other side <laughs> as it is to be on the stage. <laughs> it's like super fun, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. That, that was crazy. 
Um, yeah, it's totally, I mean, it's, it's totally different because when you're performing, it's like this entire set of emotions that you don't experience when you're at a show. Um, it's like completely different for me, but yeah, I mean, we played, we've played really great venues so far, like elsewhere in Union Pool. Um, our opening spots were like two dream come true venues, but um, the headline show we just did two nights ago was at Babies, all right, which was the first place I ever saw a show in New York, like years ago. So that was pretty crazy. That was a crazy moment. Oh, cool. Who, who was that first show? It was um, White Reaper. Cool. Yeah, they did like a double header night there. And I think, I think like Honduras was opening, who's like namesake now, or I don't know. But it was, that was like such a fun night in New York. I remember like that night I met so many people that have been in like my year long group of like years long group of friends now. And I feel like that was the beginning of my experiences like traveling for music and um, seeing like a bunch of young people and meeting a bunch of people there. And then, you know, seeing all of our friends and a bunch of people we didn't know um, that are friends with each other that were at our own show. I mean, it's pretty much as good as it gets. Yeah, I bet. And um, since like listening to the EP and really having time to digest it more, like since it's been out, I really love, um, we talked about this before, but Kozad, um, cause it's like such a, it's a really cool, like propulsive, like earworm about a guy who quite literally got away with murder, which I thought was pretty, um, I was really into the sort of, um, and like, since you guys traveled, like through that town. I was really into the sort of vagrant, like take the money and run sort of energy. What was it like to, I guess, um, how would you describe that experience as a whole, just being like passing through like some nondescript town and then learning the history and then writing a song about it? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Um, I feel like it, it, it I don't know, because um, there's, there's really no, no real reason why, um, we chose to stop there or, you know, it's just funny. It's like the most random place on earth. And it's like a little nothing blip on a map um, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I guess the name just stuck out and that's why we Googled what it was. Um, and um, yeah, I think it's, it's just kind of like one of those situations where um you know, you can like sit down and try to write a song um, and that can be a struggle sometimes, or, you know, sometimes you can um, just like have something completely random um, come up and like be super inspiring. Um, and I think that comes up with a lot of our songwriting, like um, we've talked about before, a lot of it is about like traveling or experiences or like pulling from um you know, not necessarily like a life experience, but maybe um, something that we've found or heard of that we found really interesting and then like used that to make a song. Yeah. I don't know why I just tried to answer that question when I literally did not write that song at all, <laughs> but that's fun. Um, yeah. It's, I like that you have such like an intricate interpretation of that song because it really started off as something like like jokey almost mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. So I don't know. I really like, I remember you complimenting that song the first time or just finding something really interesting about it. Yeah. I like that. I like your interpretation of it. Very cool. Yeah. I think really the, the deepest thinkers really love Kozad. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> meanings. It, it is such a good song in that way though. It is. Yeah. Another favorite of mine on the project is Fur on Porcelain. And and I guess you had told me before that that song was evocative of being stuck in a mental place. But how did you um, come up with the name like Fur on Porcelain? Like it's a very like, I don't know, it's a very how does that connect to that in a way? Grace, do you want me to take it? Um, it's actually just like a complete uh metaphor I guess I mean um really the whole song is about this really great experience we had um it was our first trip as a band uh where we just went to Tucson and started writing songs um and this is I think probably the best thing that came out of this trip um you know both of us and also our manager Kenzie we all like to write stuff and then share it with each other and see what inspires us but this is like another one of these things like it was with Kozad. We actually just um, took a bunch of our experiences and like little things from that trip and turned it into, of course, a song that channeled another emotion that um, we were feeling. But the actual phrase fur on porcelain um, is referring to this like little tchotchke sculpture that I got at um, like a little thrift store around the corner from the Airbnb we were staying at. Like it was a really unique kind of thrift store. It was like a hole in the wall and there were just like stacks and stacks of things. And like, it was like basically dirt cheap. And it was just like, I think one of the coolest shopping experiences we've had because we all got like stuff we really, really loved. And so this actual fixture that we, or not fixture, um, you know, like figurine that we got is a cow and it's porcelain, like, of course but it has like real hair, like has like furry hair. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so insane when you're describing it, but yeah, so we just like, I mean, I think like as the artists that we are, we instantly were inspired by um, the fake hair put on this little cow <laughs> um, and how, and you know, how it, it kind of also just, fits our aesthetic but also like had this really great meaning of you know I mean how much deeper to, can it get grace here with well this <laughs> it I mean yeah I guess <laughs> it took on a little life of its own that <laughs> did start to mean something and somebody like wrote a little thing about the EP and they like I guess it's I guess if you know, it's not that hard to pick up on, but like, there's a line, there, there's like lines at the end. That's like, I'm notoriously surrealist. Am I just a found object? And like, you know, there's this very famous surrealist art piece with the teacup covered in fur. And um, I <laughs> like, I think that that just the the phrase for on porcelain made me think of that. and. Um, then like after the fact I connected like this feeling of like dreaming about being someone else or being somewhere new to like 
like daydreaming all the time and wanting to be somewhere else and like just like I guess I translated that as like I'm notoriously surrealist because I'm just like I'm always thinking of myself in different places um and then like the found object part you know it's like people find like a urinal and put it on a pedestal and it's a piece of art and you know that's a found object so that was just like am I just gonna be who I am or is that enough um so like be like to be able to be something more um I don't know so it did like eventually kind of turn into something else but it really literally was just a dollar cow figurine that had fur (laughs) (laughs) that's the start also i just think we like naming songs things that aren't in the in the song but from porcelain was but that just reminds me of kozad that was just an extra kozad thought Mm -hmm. but what is for on porcelain it's for on porcelain i don't know like it's literally literally just what it is (laughs) no idea (laughs) no idea what that means something fuzzy and something soft and then something hard and breakable. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's cute. Yeah. This is the genius verified exclusive. On <laughs> 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 Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the explanation people want, but if that's what they're going to get. Yeah. It's the two and a half minute long explanation they're going to get. <laughs> so, and you guys worked with uh, Alicia from Bully on the EP. Um, and what was that like to be able to, I guess, get some, get like that time with one of, with, um, someone who's one of your musical heroes, um, and to get to actually collaborate with them? Um, I think, I think a a word we've used to say this before is like, it, it felt like extremely validating. I don't, I think that um for so long this music was just like in our heads or like in our phones or garage band and um you know it's it's one thing to like appreciate each other's work and like to think it's good but um to hear it from someone that you really look um to for inspiration but also admire um career-wise I think that it wasn't an opportunity that thought that we thought we were going to have so early um, in all of this. And I think that, um, you know, we knew it was a long shot from the beginning, like reaching out to her. And I think that um, the fact that she was so excited about the demos that we sent to her and that she really, really wanted to work it into her schedule that was pretty busy, I think just kind of gave us the confidence and like, um, excitement and I think it's like really been a catalyst for everything that we've continued to do after that and I think that I mean what we learned while we were with her is pretty much the most valuable part of it you know like at the end of the day anyone could have produced those songs I mean they wouldn't have sounded exactly the way it was when the three of us were together but um, you know just her experiences being a woman in the music industry and also because we are two artists that you know, we write these songs, just the two of us, but, you know, we 
need a band to play them live and to record them. And I think that's something that she can relate to. And she's has, you know, over a decade of experience with, whereas we were just starting out and really didn't know anything. So I think everything from production to life experience to just good advice that she gave us, I think that, you know, it was just a perfect experience for us at that time in our journey. What would you say was some of the best advice that she offered to both of you? There's so, there's so, there's so much. I think that um, basically like part like something that's really huge about her is that she has found her place in a world that's like dominated by men, especially in producing, I think. Um, I mean, it's hard enough to be a woman just making music, but I think production is even worse. Um, so I think like, you know, she worked with Steve Albini and a lot of these male fronted industries and even with touring and recording, um, you know, you just see the, the physical space she takes up in a room and how she carries herself. And I think it's, that was really, really inspiring, even though it wasn't like a piece of advice. Um, and I think every, you know, we go into spaces that way or like would want to do that now. And then, um, Um, You know, and then also just, I think that she's also had these experiences in her life where she has tried to make her songs or her music feel like it was coming from other people or that, you know, like she really wanted the experience of being in a band and like touring in a band. And so she kind of never gave herself enough credit for everything that she had accomplished on her own. And I think that was one of her main things is like, she was so impressed by what we had given her as a body of work, like just the two of us that um, she just wanted to make sure that we knew that like the two of us would always be enough. And that, um, you know, not to let anyone tell us that we're doing things the wrong way or that um, the way we do things isn't correct or that we need other people to make like sub T a whole project necessarily, because um, in her experience that actually happened to her and like, it wasn't the right decision for her at that time. And, um, like, since we're so early in our career, she was able to give us that advice. Yeah. I think it's, it's so inspiring to see people like her really go off and just follow where their, I guess, instincts are headed. And I love that. And I love what you said, like that, that, that she, stressed that the two of you are enough and um especially like in an industry that is very unforgiving um towards a lot of women and femme people and okay I I guess that's a good segue into this other question I wrote down like who who are some of your like favorite sheroes throughout music history there's gonna be so so many Um, I feel like it fluctuates like through eras of your life, you know, like we were, we have, we both have like huge pop star heroes that I think like encouraged us to just like want to be creative when we were younger. Um, You know, Grace pulled out her signed Hillary Duff poster the other day. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, if you like go chronologically through your life, like I mean Brittany was everything to me no seriously like I definitely saw Hillary Duff as a as a hero I thought she was fucking cool and like that would that has to be my first answer 
because she was, and she was, and she is, you know, definitely the first one, like, and Haley Williams and like (laughs) Demi Lovato's little don't forget era, like truly. Yeah. No, like those are, those are like Anna Avril Lavigne's like first two albums. Like, like when I think women in rock, those are the women I'm talking about. (laughs) Those are the first, they were the first women in rock. Uh, you know, and then you grow up and you realize that there's decades and decades of women and then um, kind of figure out like what that niche is and what translate to translates into the kind of music that you want to write. You know, there's so many people that we could shout out. But yeah, I mean, we've been we've been like obsessed with watching um, Veruca Salt's live shows. Um, I think there's so many similarities um, between them and how you know, we want to be as a band because they are two women who both sing and both play guitar and sound really similar to um, a lot of the stuff that we really like and um, are inspired by. And just like their live show energy is like so similar to what we would like to achieve. And I just don't really think there's a lot of people out there like that right now. Yeah. Courtney Love. (laughs) She's, we saw some, yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, we we, saw, we watched a crazy video of her the other day getting, um, yeah, just. Yeah, there's this one. Insane words at Madison Square Garden. That's all you need to know. What if there's Madison this Square insane. Garden? There's, we just, we watched an insane video of her the other day. <laughs> of her getting an entire crowd at Madison Square Garden to say some really offensive words. Oh yeah, I I I know. I think I know what you're referring to. Yeah. So it's like I don't want to be that type of Courtney Love on stage, but I want to flash my tits. So yes, like, that's that, what I was th- talking about. I'll be yeah. that version of her on stage. But, but yeah, like I, that's something that is so shocking to just go tits out around song seven. Yep. No, but, but yeah, before our show, we watched. We were watching some Veruca Salt live performances before our, our show at Babies the other day. Just because, like, I don't know. You just need to be reminded sometimes that, like, you're fucking, like, cool for being on stage performing with your best friends in a band. Uh, so, like, who gives a fuck if you mess up or, like, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. whatever. You just need to remember that, like, being up there is fucking awesome. And own it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I, that's what they remind me to be. Nice. I I love that you mentioned a Veruca salt, a fun fact, my, uh, the professor I had, um, in lit at the new school is Louise's cousin. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, I literally just only found out, uh, like, my final year, my final semester, like we were just talking about music and she was like, do you know Veruca Salt? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, And she was like, oh yeah, Louise is my cousin. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. But yeah. Um, is there anything else that you guys um, wanted to mention or maybe plug before I let you go? Uh, yeah, we're playing um, a show in uh boston i mean maybe that's too 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 soon to plug not sure it's next week 
Boston. That's my hometown. Nice. Yes. Yeah. February 5th, we're playing in Boston. House show. I'm excited. Amazing. I was going to say, I thought you were from, you were were there. I thought you were from there. Um, Something called the tourist shop. Have you been? Um, I have not. um, Because, yeah, I, it was, it was only like when I um, moved out that I started like avidly going to house shows and stuff, but I, I've definitely, I definitely know about the tourist trap. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're so excited to have that like um, house show experience. Like we've never done anything like that before. And I'm also kind of obsessed with the fact that I will be in a city where nobody knows me. <laughs> yeah. For the first time, this is our first show outside of New York. And also, I mean, going back, like I am also just, we're obsessed with so many artists from Boston. So oh, yeah. we a lot of romanticize it so much. It's just like the, the, the holy land in some, in some ways. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot of great indie acts come out of there. Like I, I was pretty surprised when I found that out, but, uh, but it's really cool history. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good. Um, yeah, and then we we just announced another uh, another headlining New York show. So for some reason, someone has offered that to us once again. So I guess we're doing something right. Um, but yeah, so we're headlining Mercury Lounge on March 9th. And then we're going to try to head to South by and um, do some stuff over there and then just keep playing shows um, until we can hopefully do some kind of tour. Yeah. So good. Go see some more people that don't know us. (laughs) In Cozad. Yeah. We need to play a show in Cozad for sure. And Tucson. Yeah. First Midwest show is Cozad. And that's where we'll perform Cozad for the first time. (laughs) Oh yeah. It'll just be us in in like a field alone or a truck stop. (laughs) That'll be the music video shoot. (laughs) Totally. And we, I mean, we have so many songs ready, so we actually just recorded one um, that'll be coming out in a couple months or less. We'll see. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight, guys. Thanks thank for you. Back. Of course. First podcast. Amazing. I'll definitely uh, let you and Kenzie know when it goes live and send the link and everything. Cool. So fun. I I was listening to some of your um, older episodes. I love it. Oh, cool. Nice. So it always means a lot when people um, check, check out my work. So thank you for, for telling me, but yeah, have an amazing night guys and um, have an amazing show in Boston and Mercury lounge and more good things to come. Yes. Hopefully we can see you at a show sometime. Yeah, well, I may come to the Mercury Lounge show because I'll actually like be live be back here full time then. So yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Let talk. us know. Thank nice you. Thank you so much for listening to Sounding Out with Izzy, and a big thank you to Sub T for joining me today. Remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel. My blog is izzyshutup.com. My Instagram page is at a girl's two sound sense, and my Twitter is at misanthropi. Make sure to check out my Patreon. I would be so grateful, and you will also be acknowledged in my YouTube videos as a thank you. Thank you once again for listening, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.